Phosphoproteome profiling uncovers a key role for CDKs in TNF signaling. An article by Maria Tanzer and Matthias Mann from Max Planck Institute of Biochemistry, Germany. Nature, 2021. Tumor necrosis factor, TNF, is one of the few cytokines successfully targeted by therapies against inflammatory diseases. However, blocking this well-studied pleiotropic ligand can cause traumatic side effects. Here, we reason that a system-level proteomic analysis of TNF signaling could dissect its diverse functions and offer a base for developing more targeted therapies. Therefore, we combine phosphoproteomics time curse experiment with subcellular localization and kinase inhibitor analysis to identify functional modules of protein phosphorylation. The majority of regulated phosphorylation events can be signed to an upstream kinase by inhibiting master kinases. Spatial proteomics reveals phosphorylation-dependent translocations of hundreds of proteins upon TNF stimulation. Phosphoproteome analysis of TNF-induced apoptosis and necroptosis uncovers a key role for transcriptional cyclin-dependent kinase activity to promote cytokine production and prevent excessive cell death downstream of the TNF signaling receptor. The resource of TNF-induced pathways and sites can be explored at tnfviewer.biochem.mpg.de. Post-translational modifications, PTMs, such as phosphorylation govern the activation, strength and timing of immune signaling pathways. The interplay between kinases and phosphates results in the rapid addition and removal of phosphates, providing exclusively precise control of signaling events. In addition to a small number of key phosphorylation sites with switch-like functions, there is a vast number of phosphorylation events that fine-tuned cell responses. The TNF pathway is a pivotal pro-inflammation signaling cascade that relies heavily on protein phosphorylation, the extent of which has been revealed by phosphoproteomic studies. Much is already known about the key mechanistic events and we briefly recapitulate those that are pertinent to our study. TNF bind to its receptor TNFR1 which leads to the recruitment of the adapter proteins TNF receptor associated factor 2, TREF2, tumor necrolysis factor receptor type 1 associated death domain protein, TRED, and the receptor intercalating serine theonine protein kinesis 1, RIPK1, which play critical roles in the decision between cell death, survival, and inflammation. This complex is then ubiquitinated, allowing recruitment and activation of the master kinase TEGF beta activated kinase 1, TAC1, which then activates MAPK and NFKB signaling by phosphorylating several MAPK kinases and IKB kinases IKK12. Both pathways are crucial for the upregulation of many target genes, including a range of cytokines and pro-survival factors. On such pro-survival factor is the cellular FLICE-like inhibitor protein C-flip, which is required to inhibit caspase 8 activity and prevent cell death. Disruption of these phosphorylation-driven signaling cascades strongly perturbs gene activation, leading to cell death and inflammation. Besides, their role in transcriptational activation, IKK2 and MAPK-activated protein kinase 2, MK2, directly phosphorylate 
RIPK1 inhibiting cell death by altering RIPK1 kinase and adaptive function. TNF-induced cell death can either be caspase-dependent apoptosis or independent necroptosis. Necroptosis induction occurs in the absence or upon inhibition of caspase-8. It involves RIPK1 autophosphorylation activation of RIPK3, which subsequently phosphorylates and activates the mixed lineage kinase domain like pseudokinase MLKL, leading to plasma membrane permeabilization and cell death. Necroptosis is considered to be inflammatory. In line with this concept, we previously showed that MLKL activation leads to the release of proteases and other intracellular proteins. Clinically targeting TNF is highly successful in treating inflammatory pathologies. Most anti-inflammatory therapies, including TNF-blocking antibodies, act by inhibiting cytokines that drive inflammation leading to a complete abrogation of all downstream signaling events. Considering the pleiotropic functions of cytokines, especially in fighting infection and regulating a range of important signaling pathways, it is not surprising that anti-inflammatory therapies can cause severe side effects. In light of this, targeting specific phosphorylation events by inhibiting certain kinases or phosphatases could allow more precise manipulation of disease pathways while retaining signal transduction required for homeostasis. However, such an approach requires an in-depth knowledge of kinases, phosphatases, substrates and the signaling dynamics, which is currently unavailable. Furthermore, the complexity and the interplay of these events further make analysis by classical cell biology tools difficult. We therefore reasoned that system-level approaches like proteomics and phosphoproteomics provide a required global cellular perspective on phosphorylation dynamics. To investigate the TNF-regulated phosphoproteome we combine TNF biology in myeloid cell systems with a high sensitivity phosphoenrichment protocol and state of art mass spectrometry. We specifically made use of the data completeness of the data independent acquisition mode. We employed time course and spatial proteomics to elucidate signaling events downstream of the TNF receptor. Based on this in-depth data, we functionally probed the impacts of master kinases and TNF-induced cell death on the global TNF phosphoproteome, revealing a plethora of signaling events not previously connected to TNF. Our findings offer a comprehensive resource of phosphorylation events regulated upon TNF stimulation and TNF-induced cell death which is available to the community at tnfviewer.biochem.mpg.de. We provide evidence for TNF-mediated crosstalk with other innate immune signaling pathways and identify a role for CDK kinase activity in TNF-induced cell death. Results Temporal analysis of TNF-induced phosphorylation events enables separation of early and late signaling events. To acquire a system-based view of phosphorylation events and their kinetics downstream of the TNF receptor complex, we treated the myeloid cell line U937 with TNF of a time course of 15 seconds to 1 hour. We analyzed phosphopeptides in data-independent acquisition DIA and detected more than 60,000 phosphopeptides across several experiments. In total, 28,000 class 1 phosphorocytes were detected in the time course experiment, which was measured with high reproducibility. 
significantly changing TNF-induced phosphocytes peaked at 15 minutes, but we detected significant upregulations already at 3 minutes after treatment. The large majority returned to baseline by 60 minutes. Many of these transiently modified proteins are involved in NFKB and pattern recognition signaling. In contrast, a small cluster of phosphocytes remains upregulated even at 60 minutes post-TNF stimulation and were located on proteins involved in transcription. We categorized phosphocytes into early, middle and late events. Fisher's exact test on the different temporal sections revealed the dynamic regulation of the respective cellular process. Within five minutes, the TNF stimulation, the phosphorylation status of proteins involved in regulation of vesicle, fusion and myeloid cell differentiation was increased, while terms involving RIG1 and FKB, TRIF and MYD88 pathways, as well as GTPase activation, followed at 15 minutes. Terms related to transcription were regulated throughout the time course, most strongly at the latest time point, consistent with transcription being the most downstream process of the TNF signaling cascade. Motive enrichment analysis revealed a dynamic activation of different kinases along the time course. CDK12 and PLK13 motifs were downregulated, whereas IKBKB and PRKAA12 motifs were upregulated at early time points. Phosphorylations on one protein could present with different kinetics. For example, of the quantified phosphocytes of INPP5D, a phosphatase involved in immune signaling S886 and T1180 peaked at 8 minutes, whereas T963 and T971 only peaked at 60 minutes, which suggests that different regulators act on the protein. With the time course on U937 cells in hand, we selected the 15 minutes time point to interrogate TNF signaling in other cell lines, A549, HT29, and U2OS, and another relevant primary cell system, murine bone marrow-derived macrophages, BMDM. Many phosphorylation events significantly regulated upon TNF treatment are shared across the different human cell lines. This is also reflected by the same enrichment terms resulting from Fisher's exact test of significantly upregulated phosphocytes within the different cell systems. While we observed classical TNF signaling phosphorylations, surprisingly, many proteins involved in other immune response pathways like MEVs in U937 cells or NLRC4 and OAS3 in BMDM were also dynamically phosphorylated. Terms like peptidoglycane, response, TLR signaling and response to exogenous double-strand RNA were significantly enriched, suggesting a cross-priming function for TNF upon infection. Kinase hub inhibition reveals kinase substrate relations upon TNF stimulation. While our analysis of phosphorylation dynamics enable the temporal dissection of phosphorylation events, identification of specific kinase substrate relationships remain challenging due to the simultaneous activation of many downstream kinases. To address this, we targeted key kinases such as TAC1 using specific inhibitors. 
Tech one plays a crucial upstream role in activating NFKB signaling by phosphorylating IKK. This pathway is required for the upregulation of pro-survivor target genes and is thereby essential for cell survival up until NF stimulation. TEC1 is also important for the activation of MAPK pathway by phosphorylating MAPK like P38, MAC and GNK. While TNF stimulation alone induced the regulation of hundreds of phosphorylation events, inhibiting TEC1 almost completely abrogates its effect. This confirms the upstream role of TEC1 in TNF signaling using a global phosphoproteomics readout. In contrast, inhibition of downstream kinases such as IKK12, P38, MAC12, JNK had a modest to intermediate effect on TNF-regulated phosphocytes. Inhibiting P38 had the strongest impact, reducing 76% of the TNF upregulated phosphocytes. Proteins phosphorylated upon TNF stimulation that have not been associated with other phosphorylated proteins in the string network can now be signed to upstream kinases. These experiments also identified upstream kinases responsible for phosphorylation events on classical TNF signaling complex members. Phosphorylation of the TREF2 and NCK interacting protein kinase TNIK and of MindBomb2 MIB2, a newly discovered A3 ligase in TNF signaling, was inhibited by TEC1, P38, and MEC inhibition. XIAP and TREF2 phosphorylation was strongly reduced by TEC1 and IKK2 inhibition. A recent phosphoproteomics study reported that the phosphorylation of medherin at position S298 is important for NFKB signaling and it's also mediated by AKK2. However, we fail to detect downregulation of this site due to the AKK12 inhibitor, but instead measured inhibition with two different P38 inhibitors in two independent experiments. Surprisingly, phosphorylation sites on TNF-AIP3 interacting protein 1, TNIP1, tank binding kinase 1 binding protein 1, TBKBP1, autophagy-related protein 9A, ATG9A, and other proteins were not abrogated by TEC1 inhibition, but were strongly affected by IKK12 inhibition. This demonstrates that IKK12 must retain some function independent of TEC1 activity. Furthermore, we detected two novel phosphorylation sites, on HOIL-1, also called RBCK-1, for 1BP type, and C3HC4 type zinc finger-containing protein 1, an essential number of the linear ubiquitin assembly complex. The phosphorylation at T136 was inhibited by blocking TEC1 and IKK2 activity, while phosphorylation at S359 did not change significantly. Phosphorylation sites and other proteins associated with LUBAC, including the ubiquitin carboxyl terminal hydrolase CYLD and the 5-azacytidine induced protein 2 AZI2, also occurred independently of the kinase inhibitors used above. LUBAC is required for the recruitment and activation of tank binding kinase 1, TBK1, inhibitor of nuclear factor kappa B kinase subunit epsilon, IKK epsilon, 
and IKK epsilon phosphorylates and inhibits the deubiquitinase CYLD. Therefore, we tested whether TBK1 and IKK epsilon are responsible for phosphorylating other LUBAC members and associated proteins. Indeed, inhibiting TBK1 IKK epsilon affected not only TNF-induced phosphorylation of CYLD, but most of the other proteins, whereas TEC1 inhibition failed to block these phosphorylation events, including on ADP ribosylation factor GTPase activation protein 2, ARFGAP2, IQ motif and SEC7 domain containing protein 1, IQSEC1, coid coil domain containing 88B, CCDC88A, and fermatin family homolog 3, FEMT3. Our data does suggest a potential association of these proteins with the LUBAC complex upon TNF signaling. TNF-mediated phosphorylation induces widespread protein relocalization. TNF-dependent phosphorylation relies on the correct localization of kinases and a substrate and requires subcellular protein translocation. TNF binding to its receptor recruits a range of complex members to the plasma membrane and binding of TRIF2 and requirement of TRED, RIPK1, IAP and the LUBAC complex for proper activation of TEC1 is well documented. However, the impact of phosphorylation of protein localization is less explored. We therefore set out to obtain a system-based view on protein translocation and the role of phosphorylation on these translocations upon TNF stimulation. We treated cells with TNF for 15 minutes with and without the TEC1 inhibitor and subsequently separated membrane, nucleus and cytosol. Peptides were either phosphorylated or directly measured for full proteome analysis. Compartment markers were strongly enriched in their respective fraction, indicating successful fractionation. Most measured proteins and phosphopeptides were significantly enriched in one on the indicated fractions compared with other fractions. We detected TRED and RAPK1 at the plasma membrane after simulation providing a positive control of our spatial proteomics experiment. Their recruitment is TEC1 independent, confirming the upstream role in TNF signaling. NFK-beta essential modulator NEMO or IKBKG, TREF2 and TNIP1 levels also increased in the membrane fraction upon TNF stimulation. While S77, SA2 and S79 on TNIP1 were independent on TEC1 activity, its recruitment to the membrane was TEC1 dependent. Apart from known TNF complex members, several other proteins also translocated to the membrane fraction. Although this does not provide their direct association with the TNF receptor complex, it demonstrates their translocation during TNF signaling. Some proteins dissociate from the membrane compartment upon TNF treatment. The most regulated proteins at the membrane were enriched for proteins involved in the death domain mediated complex assembly and the regulation of necrotic cell death. Surprisingly, we detected increased levels of TEC1, IKK1, and TAP12 in the membrane upon TAC1 inhibition. This may be due to a stabilizing effect of TAC1 inhibitor on TAC1 at the membrane. Within 15 minutes of stimulation, TNF triggered nuclear translocation of many proteins involved in transcription, indicating a transcriptional response. 
the transcription factor NFKB1 was the most strongly enriched protein in the nucleus and this was entirely prevented by TEC1 inhibition. TEC1 inhibition also increased RIPK1 levels in the nucleus, suggesting that phosphorylation prevents RIPK1 nuclear translocation. Protein translocation to and from the cytosol is also heavily phosphorylation dependent. Most kinases, including TEC1, P38, IKK2, and MEC12, are primarily reached in the cytosol, independent of TNF stimulation. TNF regulated phosphocytes on proteins downstream of these kinases are, however, enriched in all cellular compartments. For example, in the nucleus, we detected TNF regulated phosphocytes on proteins involved in RNA polymerase II transcription. Proteins of the RIG1 pathway and cytoplasmic RNA processing body assembly are differentially phosphorylated in the membrane, and phosphocytes within pattern recognition receptor signaling and cell migration pathways are regulated in the cytosol. Most of these are dependent on the activity of TEC1, which is located in the cytosol, implying that TNF triggers protein translocation of kinases and their substrates. We even measured TNF-regulated phosphorylation events on peptides within fractions where we failed to detect the total protein. This indicates that phosphorylations of these substrates trigger translocation or that upon translocation, the proteins are phosphorylated immediately. TNF-induced cell death triggers a strong RNA processing response and CDK activation. Inhibition of the NFKB signaling pathway by targeting TEC1 and IKK2 induces cell death downstream of TNF. This cell death can either be apoptotic or necroptotic. To dissect the role of phosphorylation events regulated upon cell death, we treated U937 cells for 3 hours with TNF alone or in combination with the CIAP inhibitor SMAC mimetic to induce apoptosis or with SMAC mimetic and the caspase inhibitor IGEN to induce necroptosis. We also performed experiments in BMDM cells that were treated with TEC1 and caspase inhibitors prior to TNF stimulation. This identified several phosphorylations on membranes of the TNF signaling pathway. The classical activation phosphorylations S418-S422 on CYLD were reduced, more likely due to CYLD cleavage by active caspases than active dephosphorylation. S5, S406 and S430 on XIAP and A3 ligase known to inhibit TNF-induced cell death were also strongly regulated upon caspase activation. S430 induces XIAP autoubiquitination resulting in its degradation leading to increased cell death upon viral infection. However, when we tested the impact of the phosphomimetic and ablating XIAP mutants on TNF-induced cell death, we failed to detect differences compared with cells expressing XIAP wild type. This does not exclude potential functionality for these phosphorylation events in a different cell system upon different stimuli. In BMDM, we detected RIPK3 phosphocytes that were upregulated during necroptosis. S14 and S25 of RIPK1 similarly increased during cell death, whereas S15 
S313, S321 and S415 did not. We respect the major cerebral processes regulated during apoptosis. We found that phosphocytes and proteins involved in RNA splicing and mRNA processing significantly upregulated in both cell types. These processes were not only induced upon a caspase activation, but to a smaller degree also during necroptosis. In contrast, the activation of the DNA damage sensor kinases Actexia talinjexia mutated ATM upon GNF-induced cell death was strictly dependent on caspase activation. Indeed, DNA fragmentation via the caspase-activated DNA's triggers this DNA damage response upon TNF-induced apoptosis. Necroptosis induced the phosphorylation of membrane proteins, most likely as a consequence of plasma membrane permeabilization in U937 cells, and it caused a strong GTPA response in BMDM. Protein analysis in both cell lines revealed that stimulation-induced phosphoprotein changes did not correlate with protein changes. Phosphorylation of kinase motifs in CDK1, 4, 5 and 6 in apoptotic and necroptic cells was downregulated, suggesting inhibition of the cell cycle during cell death. Enrichment analysis of kinases was phosphorylation was regulated upon stimulation revealed regulation of cyclin-dependent protein kinases during apoptosis. Filtering of ANOVA significantly changing phosphocytes on CDKs upon stimulation showed that transcriptional CDKs were regulated rather than CDKs involved in the cell cycle regulation. Transcriptional CDKs modulate transcription primarily by regulating RNA polymerase to activity. This occurs by phosphorylation of the carboxyterminal domain CTD of its largest subunit RPB1, which consists of 52 heptate sequences. CDK9 in part of the PTEFP complex which induces RPB1-mediated transcription elongation by phosphorylating its CTD repeats. Following three hours of TNF treatment, phosphorylation on T354 of CDK9 increased ninefold. The C-terminal side is autophosphorylated by active CDK9 to demonstrate CDK9 activation upon TNF stimulation, we blotted for the CDK9 activating phosphorylation at position T186 and observed a moderate upregulation. Many phosphorylation sites on both CDK12 and 13 were differentially regulated upon TNF treatment and TNF induced cell death. The role of CDK12 and CDK13 in RPB1-mediated transcription was discovered a decade ago, and more recently CDK12 was shown to be important for intact expression of the long genes and reported as a potential anti-tumor target. However, little is known about their regulation via phosphorylation to test whether these transcriptional CDKs actually phosphorylate RNA polymerase 2 upon TNF treatment, we blotted for phosphorylation of RPB1 at the CTD heptate sequence position 2. We detected increased phosphorylation of RPB1 upon TNF stimulation, which was reduced by the pan-CDK inhibitor dynaciclib. Importantly, THZ531 and AZD5573, specific inhibitors of CDK1213 and CDK9 respectively, also inhibited phosphorylation of S2 of RPB1 with AZD4500.
4573 exhibiting a more potent effect. This indicates that TNF signaling induces phosphorylation and thereby CDK9 and CDK1213 mediated activation of RPB1. CDK kinase activity is required for the transcription of TNF target genes. TNF triggers a potent transcriptional response by inducing a wide range of target genes. Its pro-inflammatory properties are primarily mediated through the upregulation of cytokines, which regulate the immune response, while the upregulation of pro-survivor genes prevents excessive cell death and inflammation. Our data demonstrates regulated RPB1 phosphorylation and as this protein is required for TNF-mediated transcription, we wondered if inhibition of transcriptional CDKs would impact TNF-induced target gene expression. Global phosphoproteomics of CDK-inhibitor-treated cells revealed inhibition of TNF-induced phosphorylation of CDK1213 as well as RNA processing at early and late time points. Interestingly, proteome analysis of TNF-treated U937 cells revealed that the cyclic of the two CDK12 inhibitors, CDK12IN3 and THZ531, almost completely ablated protein regulation. These CDK inhibitors also decreased upregulation of the classical target genes ICAM1 and SOD2, albeit not to the same extent. Likewise, there was less upregulation of O2ULIN and DUB, the DUBQUITINLATE LUBAC, and thereby prevents cell death. The slide down regulation of XIAP was abrogated by CDK inhibition, which indicates that this regulation is dependent on transcription. And FKB signaling itself, the main pathway driving TNF-induced transcription, was unaffected. To verify that CDK inhibitors indeed inhibit the expression of target genes at the transcriptional level, we examined the impact on TNF-mediated upregulation of CCL2 and CXCL10 mRNA levels, which were indeed reduced. Similarly, less of the cytokine IP10 was released from BMDM upon addition of CDK inhibitors. Consistent with previous studies that investigated the role of CDK9, this indicates that inhibiting transcriptional CDKs 9, 12 and 13 may have an anti-inflammatory effect in disease. The induction of the pro-survival proteins A20 and MCL1 was affected by the pan-CDK inhibitor dinaxiclib but not by the CDK1213 inhibitor THZ531, while FLIP levels were strongly inhibited by all CDK inhibitors tested. Pan-CDK and CDK9 inhibition strongly reduced FLIP-L and FLIP-S expression upon TNF stimulation, while CDK1213 inhibitors reduced FLIP-L by increased FLIP-S levels compared with TNF stimulation alone. Transcriptional CDK inhibits TNF-induced cell death. FLIP inhibits apoptosis through binding to caspase 8, thereby preventing its activation. FLIP-caspase 8 heterodimers also potently inhibit necroptosis. A previous study presented CDK9 as a potential target for tumor therapy in combination with trail treatment. Therefore, we wondered whether inhibition of TNF-mediated flip-up regulation by transcriptional CDK inhibitors would enhance TNF-induced cell death. 
treating cells with the pan-CDK inhibitor dianacyclib, the CDK9 inhibitors flavopyridol, and AZT4573, the CDK12 inhibitor CDK12IN3, or CDK1213 inhibitors THZ531 and SR4835, all triggered synergistic cell death in combination with TNF, TNF and SMAC mimetic, SM or SM, and IDN6556. Inhibitors targeting CDKs they are not involved in transcriptional failure to induce synergistic cell death, while CDK12 knockdown moderately increased TNF-dependent cell death. These experiments show that transcriptional but not non-transcriptional CDKs exacerbate TNF-induced cell death. CDK9 and CDK1213 inhibition, in combination with TNF stimulation, enhanced apoptosis, as evidenced by increased caspase 8 and caspase 3 cleavage. This only depended slightly on RIPK1 kinase activity demonstrated by necrostatin 1 treatment. Inhibition of CIAP12 by SM alone, like CDK inhibition, had a minor impact on cell death which was increased by the combination and especially by the addition of TNF. To test if CDK inhibitors also enhance TNF-dependent necroptosis, we treated U937 cells with a combination of SM and the caspase inhibitor IDN6556. This showed that CDK inhibition to a smaller degree also CDK1213 Inhibition enhanced necroptosis in wild type U937 cells, whereas cells lacking the necroptotic mediators MLKL and RIPK3 failed to die. The difference in necroptosis exacerbation between the different CDK inhibitors suggests a different mode of action of CDK1213 inhibitors and other inhibitors for transcriptional CDKs. Whether this is based on their differential impact on FLIP isoform expression remains to be determined. Synergistic induction of apoptosis is not restricted to U937 cells, but also presents in A549 cells, HT29 cells, U2OS cells mouse dermal fibroblasts, MDFs, and murine BMDM. Unlike pen-CDK inhibitors, CDK12-specific inhibitors failed to induce synergistic cell death in BMDM, most likely due to sustained levels of FLIP-L and the upregulation of FLIP-S. TNF alone was not sufficient to induce synergistic cell death in these cells, suggesting that CDK inhibition can only potentiate but not trigger cell death. We conclude that TNF-mediated regulation for transcriptional CDKs results in phosphorylation and regulation of the substrates, including CTD of RPB1. This largest RNA polymerase II subunit is necessary for transcription of pro-survival proteins like FLIP, and its phosphorylation is necessary to prevent apoptosis and necroptosis. Cell death data in different cell lines suggest that the exacerbation of cell death by CDK inhibitors depends on their sensitivity to TNF-mediated apoptosis and necroptosis. Discussion TNF primarily exerts its functions through the transcriptional regulation of multiple target genes, which is strongly dependent on the integration of a number of different signaling events. Furthermore, the exact timing of signaling events is essential for appropriate signaling. 
Here we arm to elucidate the kinetics of TNF-induced phosphorylation events on a global scale. Our in-depth quantitative phosphoprotheol analysis revealed that early and late TNF signaling is characterized by distinct phosphorylation events, which broadly represent upstream and downstream signaling events. Importantly, TNF stimulation never occurs in isolation and upon infections, TLR and inflammasomes are activated leading to the production of a range of cytokines. Indeed, our data show that TNF also induced a robust and dynamic regulation of phosphorylation and proteins involved in other immune signaling pathways. We observed TNF-induced phosphorylation events of the inflammasome components like NLRC4 adaptor proteins like MAVS kinases like IRAK4 and phosphatates like INPP5T and speculate that they could act to prime and interlink immune signaling pathways to either enhance or damper signaling strength. Our data suggests that this crosstalk is most likely mediated through the activation of mutual kinases, congruent with the fact that TEC1, IKK, P38, MEC12, and JNK, for example, are activated by various immune ligands. Inhibition of the TEC1 showed that the vast majority, but not all TNF regulated phosphorylation events, are dependent on this master kinase. The few TEC1 independent phosphocytes were instead regulated by IKK2, TBK1, or IKK epsilon. It has recently been shown that TBK1 and IKK epsilon are recruited to the TNF signaling complex, where IKK epsilon phosphorylates C. YLD. Here we have identified several other likely substrates of TBK1 and IKK epsilon, including members of the LUBAC, and speculate that they localize to LBUAC's vicinity. To identify kinases apart from IKKs and MAPKs, the act downstream of TEC1 and contribute to TNF-mediated cytokine production and cell death, we analyze the activation of kinases upon TNF-induced apoptosis and necroptosis. This uncovered an extensive phosphoregulation of transcriptional CDKs, including CDK9, 12 and 13. Unlike the inhibition of TEC1 or IKK, CDK inhibition alone was for several cell lines not sufficient to trigger cell death upon TNF treatment. CDK9 and CDK1213 inhibition could have a weaker impact on TNF-induced transcription compared with TEC1 and IKK inhibition or additional functions of these latter kinases on the TNF signaling complex may directly contribute to cell death induction independent of transcription. CDK9 and CDK1213 inhibitors are currently tested for their efficiency to kill cancer cells. In particular, CDK12, which also plays a role in RNA processing, splicing and upregulation of DNA repair genes, has recently been reported to frequently be mutated in cancer making it a promising cancer therapy target. Here, we show that the activity strongly modulates the upregulation of most TNF-induced genes, including the capsase 8 inhibitor protein C-flip. Reduction in CDK activity or levels induce synergistic cell death with TNF in transformed cells. Tumor therapy might profit from our finding that not only CDK9 but also CDK1213 inhibitor mediated killing of cancer cells can be enhanced by cell death inducing cytokines and ligands.
Furthermore, CDK inhibition could also be useful in antiviral therapy. Viruses such as HIV exploit CDKs for viral transcription. Therefore, targeting CDKs may both inhibit the transcription of viral genes and also enhance cell death of infected cells. Cytokine expression induced TNF was also heavily affected by CDK9 and CDK1213 inhibitors. Previous studies already proposed targeting CDK9 as an anti-inflammatory treatment. Here we demonstrated the CDK1213 inhibition also potently impacts cytokine upregulation by TNF. Although transcription CDK inhibitors reduce the expression of pro-inflammatory cytokines, they increased TNF-induced cell death substantially, which in turn exacerbates inflammation. This might explain increased levels of IL-6 independent CDK inhibitor flavopyridyl treated patients suffering from pro-inflammatory syndrome. In contrast to the CDK9 and pan-CDK inhibitors, CDK12 inhibition upregulated FLIPS levels. Our observation that CDK12 inhibition failed to induce synergistic cell death in BMDM suggests this protein is a potentially more suitable target for anti-inflammatory therapy. In conclusion, our in-depth phosphoproteome analysis of TNF-stimulated myeloid cells elucidated the kinetics, kinase substrate relations and localizations of thousands of phosphorylations events. In a cell death setting, we detected a strong regulation of transcriptional CDK phosphorylation, which we subsequently identified to be necessary for intact RPB1 phosphorylation and transcription of TNF target genes. We propose that depending on the context, inhibitors against different transcription CDKs could be used as anti-inflammatory agents or tumor cell killers. Our work provides a valuable resource of TNF-regulated phosphorylation events to the community. As importantly, it discovers an aspect of TNF signaling that is essential for intact transcription of TNF target genes, thereby contributing to the decision between cell death and survival, autoinflammation, or an efficient response to infections. Thank you for listening. If you have any suggestion, review article you would like to listen to, follow me on Twitter, pubreading, or send me an email info.pub.reading at gmail.com. Let's connect.